welcome to Chapter Chats with D&D. I'm Denise. And I'm David. And we have a guest today, Amy. Hi, I'm Amy. Um, and we are on the offbeat times now. Um, and we're talking Tress in the Emerald Sea. Of the Emerald Sea. Tress of the Emerald Sea. This is Chapter 1. Um, so... First off, this one is one of Brandon Sanderson's secret books he did. So we're all very excited about that one. Amy picked it out. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? So Tress of the Emerald Sea is about our main character, Tress. And when the boy that she loves um, goes missing, she decides to go on this great adventure to find him. And she gets into some special situations and it gets a little out of control the main setup of the book is actually inspired by the princess bride but as if buttercup did something <laughs> this time around and it really was a fun read um so let's go ahead and rate them real quick uh dev heads david how many dev heads are you thinking i i'd say four dev heads okay amy I think I would also give it four dev heads. It was really good and just a fun, cozy read. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with four dev heads for now. <laughs> um, so this is the part in which we stop for spoiler warning so we can talk a little bit more in depth about the books and our likes and dis dislikes. Um, so spoiler alert. Um, okay. So let's talk characters first. Um, who wants to start? Uh, well, I really enjoyed the rehash of the princess bride sort of thing so um she was off having all the adventures and he was the sort of damsel in distress um, i think you mean rat in distress <laughs> wow real spoilers okay <laughs> we're going spoiler alert it's fine <laughs> i kind of wish like for me a lot of the characters that were not tress we're all sort of the same. And so the the good guys were all, quote unquote, the good guys. And they, they were sort of, I don't want to call them cookie cutter because they were all different. They just kind of felt, ah, this is a good guy. And um, I, I think the writing style made it a little more difficult to parse out sometimes who was who. But uh, yeah, the, the bad guys were very clearly the bad guys, and the good guys were very clearly the good guys. I can agree with that, because I listened to the audiobook to read it, and it, there were times where like some of the side characters like would I would get confused about who was who, except for like maybe like besides stress, like maybe two or three other characters. A lot of them came off as like the same. Like, the one who was, um, like, helped with, with, like, the cannons. And then the one who, like, steered the ship and stuff. Like, a lot of them could be, like, the same character, and I would get confused. There were only, like, a handful that I was like, oh, this is who this is. I will say, to help with that, they did just call everyone Doug. Who yeah. wasn't important to the story. <laughs> and it's like, I'm calling these people Doug, but I do know everyone's name. So I did like that. But I would say I... So reading the afterward part, what was it called? script that one really helped me reconcile some of that because he was very much saying this is a fairy tale for adults so fairy tales like that's how they work they have very clear-cut 
this is a good guy, this is a bad guy. You don't really have that three-dimensional, really, unless it's the main character growing, which, honestly, most fairy tales don't have time for growth, so it's just, like, they're already mostly where they need to be, and it just pushes them over the edge into being a hero. So, but I do get it. Yes, I, uh, I, I get characters confused most of the time when I read, I'm not gonna lie, so <laughs> there's that. Names are not my forte. Um, so what did we think of plotline-wise? I feel like kind of touched on it with your intro you did, but... It was a fun plot. It, mm-hmm. it was, like, it really kind of, like, is a bit of that, like, cozy fantasy with the plot. Because, like, there was, like, an overarching, like, goal, but it didn't feel like there were, like, these, like, huge, like, high stakes that, like, had you on, like, the edge of your seat of, like, oh, no, are they going to make it or not? There was something, a goal we were trying to meet, but it never felt very, like, suspenseful in that way. So it it was a good plot. I I liked it. I liked her, like, how she ended up on the ship that she ends up on. Mm -hmm. And then, like, how it, like, she was trying to rescue the prince. I cannot remember his name right now. She was trying to rescue him, but there was, like, so much more behind it. And, like, the, like, found family and stuff. Charlie. His name was Charlie. (laughs) And, like, the, like, found family and how she was also, like, it was a major plot point of her, like, trying to help the people on the ship. Yes, I did like that. And I loved that it mentioned her changing and not really realizing and how much stuff had happened. And it's like, you know, sometimes you go through a lot of changes and you don't realize and your mind hasn't had that time. And I like that it addressed that where it's like, she didn't even realize how much she was changing and her, she was just exhausted, like mentally because of how much had happened. So I like that they added that in, but I did like the plot line. Cozy, cozy fantasy is like the best description I've heard for this book. Mm-hmm. That's it. It was. I actually, so I enjoyed that, um, Hoyd was, um, the narrator and also a character because it gave a sort of unreliable narratorness to it. Because, like, with the Doug thing, he would just gloss over things that he didn't really want to have in there because his character in the his shared universe thing is a storyteller. And uh, it's an interesting take, and I'm, I'm glad he did it. I did like that introduction. Um, okay, what about likes and dislikes? My favorite scene was the dragon scene. <laughs> to this like to this day after reading it like I still think about the whole like dragon scene and how she just was like I'm not going to let the captain like or let crow you know just send me off and like just like submit to this she was like she fought back and like turned the tables and then it like <laughs> worked out in her favor thank goodness mm-hmm. but that was one of my favorite scenes of the whole book I'm not gonna lie, if I weren't on a mission to save someone I love, I would totally have worked for that dragon. Just researching, that's what I get to do. Never be sick. Just get to do researching. Let you work your way up to it. Like, that's that's cool. You don't have to worry about, like, job or food or money. Just, you know? <laughs> I liked it. also liked um, the one part where it's like, oh, if you put two and two together, you think Crow also wanted to go... Ch- attack the sorceress but it's like nah like she's she didn't just jump to conclusions and that was good because she didn't care at all about the sorceress and i was like i like that because you don't see that often in books where it's just like usually two plus two equals four 
Yeah. There's not even any imaginary numbers that you need to consider. And so I like that it had that little change to it. I really liked that it brought up uh, at some point that Tress realized that everything was going her way and was actually kind of glad that something had gone wrong. I, I enjoyed that that little piece was in there because you, that's another one of those meta things that you don't usually see in a book where suddenly the protagonist has this dawning moment of, oh, huh, okay. A little too well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, so Tress really likes cups. And the first part of the book, all about the cups, mm-hmm. all about it. Just loves cups to death. And I kind of wish... Like, I, I know that uh, it sort of comes up from time to time in the last, what, two-thirds or so, but I kind of wish that it would have had a little bit larger part after she starts on her journey, because I know she, at the beginning, she has her, her cup collection with her, but eventually she just puts them aside because she's too busy, and she'll occasionally look at them and talk about the, the butterfly one. But I feel like that just sort of died off by the end of the, uh, of the, end of the story. Still Especially in that last fight. Yeah, but it was so prominent in the beginning, and then it just, like, wasn't, like, a prominent thing. Really, Like, I wish the Cups played more of a role of... I think... Saving Charlie, or, like, just in the story, too. I, I get what you mean by that. I do get it, but at the same time, my thing is, like, the Cups were all she had. Like, yeah. she didn't do much in life. I mean, obviously, she worked and stuff, but it was, like, the need for adventure. But once you're on an adventure, like, the hobby you have that basically represents adventure for you when you actually get to experiment with something no one knows quite how it works, of course cups are going to go to the side. If you well, yeah. Magic sand. That sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I, I get that. And for me, it represented her kind of growing and finally reaching the adventure level that she wanted. It's like what they mentioned a few times with the whole, you know, you could be the greatest artist in the world, but if you never get to pick up a paintbrush, it doesn't matter. And it's like, her finding and having that curiosity for the sand, her being willing to explore that world is going to be more exciting than her cups at that point. And so, yeah. like, I do get it. And I do, I am glad, especially in that last fight, whenever it came back again, and that they named the ships after them. But for me, I was just like, oh, this seems like a natural progression. Like, if I had to choose between the I just, <laughs> two things. Like, I, I kind of expected a little bit more emotional attachment to them at the end, I guess. Because lugged them around. I feel like that's the, the sorceress is like, that'll be two cups, please. And she's like, done. Boop. And that's the end. And she doesn't have any qualms about it, which is admirable. But I feel like some for someone whose entire life was cups and Charlie at the beginning, I just kind of would have liked to hear be like, oh, but these are my favorite cups and I have to do it for Charlie and da 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 da. But instead of just being like, well, okay, here you go. You're and telling leaving. me that if you had to choose between coffee and me, you would debate about it no good <laughs> but well i mean not for long but especially for like uh like they fall off and get broken and she i don't think she feels anything about that 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 i could see yes so it, to me it just kind of died away a little too fast i think i think okay so i think part of my problem is as a kid um, I would get toys for Christmas. They would be like the thing I wanted the most. And then I would play with them for months. But then I'd get some new interests. And so that would like not be a thing. And so 
I feel like that just happens with new interests. So that for me, I'm like, eh, I can be emotionally like completely invested. And if I don't get that, I'd be real sad and upset. But then once I get it, it's like the best thing ever. But then once I've moved on, I moved on and I don't care about it. So <laughs> Well, but like this doesn't feel like a yes. very long story. Either. No. Like I, I would say this is maybe a couple of weeks. That's just what it feels like. Anyway. Yeah. It, it may be longer than that. And obviously she doesn't have the attention span of a child or me ever. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying like I'm able to like feel very passionately and then also move on then. So that's why I think it's a little bit harder for me to get. But I get it, I guess, if you feel passionately about things for long periods of times. I think it's also too like Charlie gave her the, the, the cups and like it shows like the cups meant a lot to her but Charlie meant more especially because like at the end like when she just like went off by herself with Huck because she didn't want the crew to get hurt like she still wanted to meet that goal of rescuing Charlie but she like she wasn't going to put other people in danger because of it and then like like but she was still going to sacrifice herself and like her cups meant a lot but she was like I can hand them over because I want Charlie and then it wasn't even I just thought that she brought the cups, though. I mean, I can understand bringing the cups for, like, sentimental reasons, but then she just kept lugging them around. Well, no, I was talking about to the island. Like, Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, I guess they well, explained it, but, I think like, it's, <laughs> it was just, like, I weird. I'm not going to take it into well, enemy territory. Well, I mean, like, if you're going to possibly die, do you not want the thing that you, like, love the most to go with you? Like, when I die, somebody bury me with my Kindle, please. Good to know. Um, You know, I just, I don't know. I just, because what if something did happen to them? Like, obviously, she is still holding on to them. But, like, I'm not going to take it to someone no one's ever, I mean, I guess if you never escape from, then you have your cups with you the whole time. I don't know. I just want to have taken them. Like, if I like something, I'm not going to take it with me into a dangerous place. So there's That's fair. But I get it, I guess. So, based on everything we've talked about, would you still give it the same rating? Yes. Yes. Okay. Same. And do we have any suggestions if you like this book? Legends and Lattes, Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. Those are definitely two like cozies that are like kind of like getting some popularity that I think like if you liked Tress, you would like those. We'll be putting that to the test because we're doing Legends and Lattes in like two months. So we'll see. I'm excited. Also too... Not that I, like, think there's a straight across, like, comparison, but to me, like, because there was, like, a little bit of stakes in this one, it kind of reminds me of um, the Sean and Maguire Every Harder Doorway series, Mm -hmm. because they are, like, shorter, like, quicker reads, but there is, like, a little bit of, like, stakes to them, but there's nothing, like, like you know that the characters are going to be okay. Like, I don't know. They kind of have, like, the same, like, vibe I mean, to me. not in that one, though. Yeah, that one was... Not everybody was okay. <laughs> yeah, because like, we read that one for our podcast, for the chapter chats at well, one point. yeah, but... Because I... I don't know. It's just, like, for some reason, like, those two, like, it did hair. It did feel me. sort of similar. I can see the yeah. feeling, but yeah, that one definitely more stakes though. Like, okay, maybe later in the series if you read more of the books. Because I've read book. a couple. Well, I've read a couple of them and like, like there are things that happen. Like obviously people died in Tress too, but like, 
the one we cared about, but we cared about some of those people. I mean, let's be real, okay? <laughs> we didn't know those people on the boat. They kidnapped her, and we're going to kill her in the first one. So, um, this they give me the same vibes. I don't know why, but they do. Oh, okay. Um, okay, well, the next book we will be doing is dun, 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 Hounded, which yes. I'm very excited about. So. By Kevin Hearn. Yes. <laughs> Authors are important. <laughs> did we mention this one was by Brandon Sanderson? Yes, we did. Okay, good. Someone's on top of it. <laughs> um, you did. Oh, well, then I'm on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for joining us, Amy. Thanks Amy for having me. Is joining because she won the bingo. She got blackout before she was hired to dog your books. Um, and so one of the prizes at the time was um, to be part of our podcast. So she picked out the book. Well done, I must say. Thank you. I approve. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So um, thank you for listening, book lovers. And we'll see you next time. This was Chapter Chats with Offbeat Time. Bye. Bye. Bye.